Welcome to The Traveling Fool, the show that talks about travel destinations, the history, culture, and people of those destinations, and travel tips and news. I'm Bob Bales, and today we're talking about how to plan a road trip. Not just check the tire pressure and fill up the gas tank, but how to plan a trip so it's more than just driving down the interstate. Now, before we start, I want to let you know there are some links in the show notes for products that I use in helpful sites. A couple of them do pay me a small commission if you use them, but like I said before, I'm never going to promote anything that I don't personally use or haven't used in the past. So let's get started. Now, you've probably heard it said before that it's not the destination, it's the journey. Well, that's how I've always looked at my travels, especially road trips. I remember vacations as a kid. They always involved road trips since we would travel to other states hauling our camper trailer behind us. Our road trips consisted of eating sandwiches for lunch that mom made in the front seat and passed out to everyone, stopping only for gas and bathroom breaks, and the times my father would get fed up with me and my brother. I mean, my dad was a true athlete. I was always impressed that he could drive 70 miles an hour down the highway, smoking a cigarette, reaching into the back seat with the hands the size of a catcher's bit, just to whack some sense into my brother and me, and do it with deadly accuracy. Now, my dad was a firefighter, and he had 30 days of vacation a year. He always took about three weeks of it in the summer, and we would go somewhere. But the road trip started out sometime around February when he would get out the Rand McDally road map and start planning the route. We would calculate total miles, how much gas needed to be used based on the car's gas consumption, distances and time between stops, camping sites, places of interest along the way. Before long, he had his detailed plan with the route marked, total mileage, total cost of gas, and he knew what he needed to save up for the trip come summertime. But the road trips of my youth fueled my passion for travel, learning about new places, and led to my interest in history since we always stopped at historic locations. Now, almost every blog post, article, or guide out there about planning road trips lists the same thing, so let's get them out of the way just so I can check the box, and then we'll get into the meat of the subject. Prepping your vehicle for the trip and packing. Now, I'm going to lump both of these into one subject because it's really not that hard. Check the oil, tires, brakes, ensure your vehicle's maintenance is up to date. Consider packing a car emergency kit. Pick one that suits your needs. I mean, they have a wide variety of kits that contain jumper cables, flares, toe straps, first aid kits, and so on. Just pick one that will give you peace of mind in case something happens on the trip. You can buy them off of Amazon for anywhere from $20 to over $100. Now, since you're on a road trip, you can pack everything in the car, just cram it in the vehicle and go. But you don't want to do that. So pack comfortable shoes, a few changes of clothes, of course, any medications and snacks for the road. Consider a small ice chest for drinks and a flashlight. I carry a small mini light that fits easily in my pocket and it's really bright and costs 2 or $3. Just because you're in a vehicle, don't overpack. Keep it simple. And that pretty much covers prepping your vehicle trip and packing. Now let's get to the important stuff. Planning your route. Okay, the first thing you need is a Rand McNally road map. No, you really don't. 
I know everyone likes using their cell phone for everything these days, but I like using my laptop when it comes to planning trips. I can easily bounce between the tabs doing research on several things and have multiple tabs open without losing track of one another. And yes, you can do that on a cell phone, but either I'm just too technically disadvantaged or it's just easier on a laptop. For instance, I'm planning a trip to Gulf Shores, Alabama in a few months. So I go to Google and I put in Houston to Gulf Shores and click on the map view. It tells me it's a little over an eight-hour drive and it's easy. Get on Interstate 10 out of Houston, head east till you get to Mobile. Gulf Shores is a few miles south of Mobile. Simple, right? However, I don't plan on just driving nonstop. I want to see a few things along the way. So, looking at Google Maps, I can see alternate routes. Check to see if I want to stop along the way and check something out, which means on this trip, I'll probably get off Interstate 10 somewhere around Mississippi and drive along Highway 90 down coastal Mississippi and explore some of that area a little bit. And I do this for most road trips and usually take back roads because, not that Highway 90 is a back road, but I find that taking alternate routes and back roads and just getting off the interstate, I really find some interesting places. Instead of just hitting cruise control, sitting on the interstate for eight hours at 70 miles an hour. So when it comes to planning your trip, do it the easy way. Just go to Google Maps, put in your destination, look at a few alternate routes. It'll tell you everything you need to know. How many miles, how long it should take you to get there, toll roads, just all kinds of info. Next is accommodation options. And for this, you have a lot of options. You can rent an RV for a few days or a week and just stay in RV parks. Like I said, when I was a kid, we had a camper trailer. and We stayed at state and national parks all along our route. You can go for luxury hotels, resorts, vacation rentals, budget hotels. There's just a lot of options. If you're going to stay at your destination for several days, you might want to resort there, but if you're planning on stopping along the way, you can look at all sorts of options. Some parks offer cabin rentals, and I'm not talking some broken-down cabin in the woods. I'm talking some really nice places. Or you can book a comfortable budget hotel somewhere along the way. Check out the reviews on several of the booking sites to get a feeling for the place. Is it clean, safe, and a good location? Those are the things I look for. Everything else, unless I'm going to spend lots and lots of time at that hotel, those are the only things that matter to me because I'm only there to sleep anyway. I want a clean place, safe place, and a decent location. And I'll put a few resources in the show notes so you can look at some of the things that I check out whenever I travel. All right, now you're on a road trip, so you want to capture memories and you want to be Road safety conscious. So everyone has a cell phone that has a camera, and a lot of people also have digital cameras that they take on trips. So use them. Take more photos than you think is necessary. The nice thing about today's cameras is, unlike old 35mm, you don't like the photo, just delete it. More important is to take a little insurance along the way. And by that, I mean a dash cam. Now, Rexing is a great company, and they have a lot of options for dash cams. I love this company. Prices range from anywhere around 50 to 300 bucks, depending on what you want. Dash cam 
can capture things that happen on your road trip that you may not have time to pull out a cell phone and capture. Dash cams also capture the important things like accidents, road rage from other drivers, weather incidents, and just cool stuff along the way. All this comes in real handy if you ever want to make an insurance claim. I'll give you an example. I was traveling on a road trip through Iowa in a rental car a few years ago, and a deer ran across the highway. I mean, within a split second. I never saw it coming. Came in up a, an embankment, and the first thing I saw, it was in front of me. I hit that thing doing 70 miles an hour. Totally destroyed the front of my car. Airbags deployed. And, of course, the deer had a bad day. Now, I didn't have a dash cam, but luckily the truck driver behind me that was traveling on the interstate behind me, he witnessed the whole accident, and he told the authorities what happened, that in a split second, deer ran across the highway, no way for me to react, but it would have been a whole lot easier if I'd have had a dash cam to show. Just get one. Trust me, the peace of mind is worth it. Plus, you capture some really cool video along the way. I'll put a link to Rexine in the show notes, and they have great reviews. You can't go wrong with this company, but even if you go with a different company, trust me, just get a dash cam. You may never need one, but come the time you do need one and you don't have one, you'll regret it. All right, now you're on a trip. You got to eat sometime, so let's talk about your food and dining adventures while you're on the road. Some people take a road trip and they get hungry along the way. They just see a fast food place along the side of the highway and they stop and grab something. Or they get something from the gas station when they stop for gas. Unless you are lucky enough to be traveling in a state such as Texas or a few others that has a Bucky's, then gas station food usually isn't that great. For those that know Bucky's, then you know when you see one, it's time to stop. For those that don't know Bucky's, think mega gas station with up to a hundred pumps or more, and the inside sells everything from clothes to barbecue pits, smoked sandwiches, smoked brisket sandwiches, fudge, breakfast sandwiches. Well, just trust me, it's worth a stop. When I'm planning my route using Google, I know when I plan on leaving, and I look for approximately where I will be at certain times. Let's take this trip to Gulf Shores I'm planning on going on. I plan on leaving around 2 o'clock in the morning. A couple of reasons. I can get out of Houston, get away from the metropolitan area before there's any morning traffic going on. It's nice and quiet at 2 in the morning. I can roll down the window a little bit, light my cigar, sip my coffee, and hit, hit the road. I also plan on stopping along the way, so... I'll, I want to be able to leave early enough so I can see a few things and get into my destination early enough to relax and see a few things when I get there as well. So I plan on leaving very early in the morning. And I know approximately where I'll be come breakfast time and I know it'll probably be somewhere around Bay St. Louis or Gulfport, Mississippi. So once again, using Google Maps, I search for restaurants or breakfast. Just put that in the search terms around those areas and I zoom in and they'll let you hit search this area and you'll come up with all kinds of places. 
Now, I like to try local restaurants when I travel, not the chain restaurants or the fast food places. So when I do this, I get Google reviews, I can check out what the place looks like, and I can always cross-reference it with some place like Yelp to get some other reviews, which I find Yelp and Google reviews are, they're not always accurate, but if there's enough of them in there, you can take it pretty much accurately. Yeah, you may have a bad experience when you go somewhere, but if I see somewhere who's got 4.8 stars on Google reviews and there's 300 of them, chances are it's a pretty good place to eat. So, you like seafood? Search for that. Barbecue, the same thing. Anything else. If you're traveling in Florida and you want to sample key lime pie, then type in key lime pie. Hit the search button in Google Maps. It'll tell you all kinds of restaurants that serve it. If you want to stop and check out a distillery or a winery or a brewery on your trip or you try something that state is known for or something new, just do a Google search on it, look at the reviews, and check the Yelp reviews. I also love to hit local cigar shops when I travel. So along the way, I'm hitting these towns, I'm looking in Google Maps for cigar lounges. And if a couple of interesting ones pop up, well, trust me, I will be stopping there and checking them out. So, so far, we've learned to use Google Maps for planning out your route and looking for places to eat and things to do along the way. But here's the biggest thing. Explore along the way. If you get off the interstate, and take some alternate routes, you can discover some really interesting things on your trip. It might be a roadside attraction, or an interesting store that you see passing through a small town, or one of a thousand things that you would have never known about if you hadn't done just a little bit of exploring. Now, whether I'm at my destination or en route to my destination, I always explore the surrounding areas. I've discovered interesting museums, wineries, an olive oil farm, restaurants, roadside attractions, and historic sites on my travels, just by taking the time to do a little exploring while heading to a destination. So let's recap. Make sure your vehicle's in good shape. Pack what you need, but don't overpack. Plan your route and consider taking the back roads or at least get off the interstate for part of the trip. Consider all your accommodation options. Get a dash cam for safety and peace of mind. Check Google Maps for restaurants that you might want to try and do some exploring on your trip. That's my usual process when it comes to road trips. I do add a couple of others in there, but they're specific to me, like packing plenty of cigars and making sure I start off with a huge cup of black coffee. But road trips can be a lot of fun. If you have young kids, it's something that will remember for the rest of their lives. And if you have older kids, well, hopefully they get along with each other. You know the way air travel is these days. I will gladly take a road trip when I can. Instead of having the hassle of getting to the airport, dealing with crazy air travelers, long lines at the TSA, overcrowded and overbooked flights, flight delays and nutcase passengers, and flight attendants who would rather be anywhere else. 
Travel is about the people you meet, the stories you collect, and the memories that stay with you for years. So make your next trip and every trip afterwards a memorable one. Thanks for tuning in to the Traveling Fool Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and get something out of it that you could use. Please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share it with your friends. And stay tuned for more tips, destinations, and travel news in our future episodes. Thanks again. Thanks again.